Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Owning Your Sexual Self podcast today. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw recently this week in my story, I had posted who would be interested in a series of mini podcast episodes highlighting the need-to-know information for Sexual Assault Awareness Month, which happens to be this month, which is April when I'm recording. Of course, this information that is being displayed throughout these little mini episodes are helpful for people to hear all year round, but I love the fact that we have a month that is dedicated solely to highlighting the need-to-know information, again, for Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Every 73 seconds, an American is sexually assaulted. Every 73 seconds. Sexual violence affects hundreds of thousands of Americans each year, you guys. And while we're making progress, the number of assaults has fallen by more than half since 93. And even today, only 5 out of every 1,000 rapists will end up in prison. I've recently been watching and catching up on Law & Order Special Victims Unit. It has so much reminded me of the past work that I've done when I was working back with First Step as a sexual assault survivor and remembering these stories and the pain and longevity that something like a sexual assault case and the victim and their survivor would have to go through. So I wanted to use this episode to highlight some more statistics about sexual violence. So not only is somebody in America sexually assaulted every 73 seconds, But 9 out of every 10 victims of rape are female. 90%. And the majority of sexual assaults actually occur at or near the victim's home. 55% of them happen at or near the victim's home. 15% of sexual assault occurs in an open public place. 12% happens at or near a relative's home. 10% in an enclosed public area, such as a parking lot or garage. And 8% on school property. And if you're wondering what the survivor was doing when this crime occurred, 48% were sleeping or performing another activity at home. 29% were traveling to and from work or school or traveling to shop or run errands. 12% were working, 7% were attending school, and 5% were doing an unknown or other activity. I am taking today's information directly from the RAIN website. That is R-A-I-N-N dot org. You can also reach the National Sexual Assault Hotline anytime, 24-7, at 1-800-656-4673. If you go to their website, they also have a live chat option as well. Additionally, younger people are at the highest risk of sexual violence. The majority of sexual assault victims actually are under the age of 30. 
In fact, 54% fall in that age range of 18 to 34 years of age. 15% will fall between the ages of 12 and 17, 28% between the age of 35 and 64, and 3% over the age of 65. Again, women and girls experience sexual violence at the highest rates. One in every six American women has been a victim of an attempted or completed rape in her lifetime. However, men and boys are also affected by sexual violence. Male college students are at risk. Males ages 18 to 24 who are college students are approximately five times more likely than non-students of the same age to be a victim of rape or sexual assault. One out of every 10 rape victims are male. Transgender students are at an even higher risk for sexual violence. 21% of transgender, genderqueer, non-conforming college students have been sexually assaulted compared to 18% of non-transgender, genderqueer, non-conforming females and 4% of them males. This may not come as a surprise to many of you, but perpetrators of sexual violence often know the victim. Eight out of 10 rapes are committed by someone known to the victim. Eight out of 10. That is so, so sad to me because oftentimes as a woman, we are so worried about our surroundings. We're so worried about people coming out of nowhere, strangers popping out of nowhere, and ultimately, it's sadly the people that are around us people that we've already given our trust to that end up being the ones to harm us. 19.5% of rapes are committed by a stranger. 39% are committed by an acquaintance. 33% are committed by a current or former spouse, boyfriend, or girlfriend. 6% are committed by more than one person or the victim cannot remember. And 2.5% percent are committed by a non-spouse relative. That's 93% of victims that knew their perpetrator. And victims of sexual assault who are incarcerated are most likely to be assaulted by jail or prison staff. In jail or prison, 60% of sexual violence against inmates is perpetrated by the institution staff. About half of perpetrators are over the age of 30, 50% in fact. 25% fall between the ages of 21 and 29, 9% between the age of 18 and 20, and 15% are 17 or younger. The race of most perpetrators is 57% white, 27% black, 8% unknown, 6% other, and 1% a mixed group. And perpetrators of sexual violence often have other criminal histories. They are often serial criminals. Out of every 1,000 suspected rape perpetrators referred to the prosecutors, 370 have at least one prior felony conviction, including 100 who have five or more. 520 will be released either because they are either because they were posted at bail or for other reasons while awaiting trial. 
and 70 of the released perpetrators will be arrested for committing another crime before their case is decided. Majority of released prisoners are re-arrested for a new crime within three years. And there is a very sad reality to all of this that the vast majority of perpetrators will not go to jail or prison. And again, in watching recently and catching up on Law and Order, Law and Order Special Victims Unit, the show does such an amazing job of highlighting the, the real things that go on in, in life and the real things that happen behind the scenes and in court. And the fact that the defense will really take that victim and, and tear them, tear them and drag them through the mud as if they need more shame put on them. They're already being such a brave individual for getting up and making that report and speaking up for themselves and advocating for themselves and going through with prosecution. But let me tell you, and seeing this firsthand and seeing survivors that have gone through this and, and working with them through counseling, it is not, it, it is basically as if they're being re-traumatized all over again. I want you to think about that. Somebody, somebody experiences rape, somebody experiences sexual assault, let's say they go to the hospital immediately. They need to tell their story at triage. They need to tell their story to a nurse. They need to tell their story to a doctor. At minimum, those three people. Somebody comes in to take their vitals. Somebody comes in to draw blood. Somebody comes in to do their rape exam, their rape kit. They likely need to tell that story another few times. Then maybe the police show up. They need to tell their story again. Then maybe they have an advocate like myself back in the day show up and they need to tell their story again. Then the case legally gets turned over to a detective. They need to tell their story to that person again. Over and over and over, they're reliving this trauma that has happened to them. And now let's say this does get taken to trial. And now let's say they are, they are brought to the stand to share their story again inside a courtroom in front of who knows how many people. And then having, having this defense person up against them, again, dragging their name through the mud, pulling out any and every little thing that they could possibly use to turn this around and make it the victim's fault. It is... Ugh. It is so sad. So sad. However, if you're listening to this, I want you to know that regardless of the outcome of your situation, please, please remember that what happened to you was not your fault. And what happened to you is something that you can overcome. You are still alive because you're listening to this episode right now. You win. If there's any episode that you're going to share throughout this series of mini episodes for Sexual Assault Awareness Month, perhaps this is the one. Thank you for listening.